The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus departed with his disciples to the sea, and a great multitude from Galilee followed him. Hearing all that he was doing, they came to him in great numbers from Judea, Jerusalem, Idumea, beyond the Jordan, and the region around Tyre and Sidon. Jesus told his disciples to have a boat ready for him because of the crowd, so that they would not crush him, for he had cured many, so that all who had diseases pressed upon him to touch him. Whenever the unclean spirits saw Jesus, they fell down before him and shouted, You are the Son of God. But he sternly ordered them not to make him known. The Gospel of the Lord. In today's Gospel from Mark chapter 3, we see Jesus' popularity greatly increasing because he's healing physically those with ailments, and they're bringing the sick from all over, from up in the north, that's Galilee, to all the way down in the south of Israel, Judea, and then even beyond the Jordan. The Gentiles are bringing their sick as well. So Jesus' popularity grows so much that, well, he has to have his disciples prepare a boat for him. First of all, so he wouldn't get crushed, but also the water acts as a kind of amplifier so that those on the shore would hear him. But something else happens. There's great envy among the scribes and the Pharisees because they are the power brokers, or so they think. And if some unknown preacher comes along and woos the crowd, they're going to be very jealous. And in fact, that jealousy will increase so much in them that they will turn to murder. That's why envy is such a serious sin. We see also the effects of this great sin in the first reading when King Saul is envious of this young boy, David. David has proved himself against Goliath by killing the giant, but then he also goes out in battle with Saul, and when they are victorious and they're on their way back, the great crowds of Israel rejoice and sing. Saul kills his thousands, but David his ten thousands. And that causes Saul to be envious of David because David's popularity is increasing and Saul's is decreasing and Saul's afraid that David's going to take over the king. And indeed he will. What happens in the heart of Saul is that the envy grows so much that he also wants murder and he plans for the murder of David, the future king of Israel. And if it wasn't for Saul's son Jonathan who had a great friendship with David, and intercedes on behalf of David, Saul would have been consumed by that jealousy, that envy. The Catechism of the Catholic Church speaks to this great sin because we're all plagued by it from time to time. In paragraph 2539, it says that envy is a capital sin, which means it's one of the deadly sins. It refers to the sadness at the sight of another's goods and the immoderate desire to acquire them for oneself even unjustly. When it wishes grave harm to a neighbor, it is mortal sin. The great Saint Augustine saw envy as the diabolical sin. He writes, from envy are born hatred, detraction, calumny, joy caused by the misfortune of a neighbor, and displeasure caused by his prosperity. 
The Catechism goes on to say in paragraph 2540, envy represents a form of sadness and therefore a refusal of charity. The baptized person should struggle against it by exercising goodwill. Envy often comes from pride. The baptized person should train himself to live in humility. And finally, St. Gregory the Great said, Would you like to see God glorified by you? Then rejoice in your brother's progress, and you will immediately give glory to God. Because his servant could conquer envy by rejoicing in the merits of others, God will be praised. So for us, the antidote to envy and jealousy is simply to recognize who we are in Christ. We are greatly blessed. We have the inheritance of eternal life, communion with all the angels and saints, the new heavens and the new earth. God gives us grace in the sacraments. We're going to receive him very shortly from the altar, his very body, blood, soul, and divinity. So we have so much to be grateful for that it really doesn't make any sense for us to be envious at the goods of others. In fact, we should rejoice with those who are prospering, and we should be weeping with those who are suffering. Finally, I just will quote from the responsorial psalm because the psalmist has it right. He knows how blessed he is. He says, this I know, that God is for me. In God, whose word I praise, in the Lord, whose word I praise, in God I trust, I am not afraid. What can mere mortal do to me? My vows to you I must perform, O God. I will render thank offerings to you, for you have delivered my soul from death and my feet from falling, so that I may walk before God in the light of life. And that is sheer joy. So let us thank God for everything we have, everything we will have, according to God's good pleasure, always be for one another, always desiring each other's prosperity, especially in these times when there is so much sadness. Let us pray.